And hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Your Next Best Step podcast. Little behind the scenes, like what's Intel. We might be changing the name of the podcast, just as a little heads up. We're exploring different titles, um, such as um, Locally Grown and Locally Grown, Locally Built with Teresa Cantley. So if you have a preference on either one of those, I would love to hear from you. So drop me a comment and let me know if either one of those stick out to you. But this week's episode, um, kind of going along with that theme, is we're talking about, this is from the series that I did all about building an agile business. And what does it really mean to build an agile business? So this episode is from, this is the fourth session in the series, and it's all about building scalability into your business. And what do you really need to build scalability into your business. There's a difference between building your business and scaling your business. A big difference. And we're going to talk about it in this episode. So until then, give it a listen. Let me know what you think. Let me know what was most helpful. And also let me know what you think about those two names for the podcast. So until then, I will see you soon. Hello. And welcome back to, we are on day four of the Building an Agile uh, Business Master Series. So thank you again for joining me here today for day four. We're, we're going to be talking about scalability in your business. A lot of people think growing a business and scaling a business is the same thing, and it's actually not. It's, it's short, uh, slightly different, want two different things in place. Um, but we're going to talk about what those things are first, but to review, we had day one was all about building stability. So building a strong foundation in our business. Day two was all about building sustainability. And I got to say yesterday's conversation was super exciting from the standpoint of really focusing on when we're building an agile business, when we're building agility into our business. We are thinking about not just building for today, but actually building for the future, for the future of our business, but also for future generations to come. I know when people build their business initially, when people open their business, they're thinking about just the here and now. And what we want to do is we want to actually think not just for the here and now, but for the future, for the future generations to come, for our future. And also as we're building our business and we're building things into our business, we want to take responsibility for what we're doing, for how we're showing up, and for how we're putting ourselves out there in the world, okay? And that comes from what is that underlying purpose in our business. So I am a SCORE mentor. I volunteer my services and I help um, people through the SBA. And one of the first things that I do with people when we talk about if it's somebody who is starting a business or somebody who actually um, has a business in place and maybe they're feeling kind of stuck and they're not really sure which way to go or how to move forward, one of the things that we, one of the first things that we start with is what is your purpose? What is your bigger purpose in your business besides simply just selling a product, um, selling food, you know, in a restaurant, selling your service? 
What is that bigger purpose? And the other thing that we work on doing, and I do this with my clients as well in my business growth formula, is really defining what is that vision. Not for today, but for the future. For your future, but also what are you doing to make a difference in the world so that we can leave this planet better than we found it, right? So that was our conversation yesterday. Actually, I mean, this whole, this whole session has been super fun for me. I mean, I could talk about this stuff for days on end. But, um, but yesterday was like, was super cool. And I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of feedback on, you know, building a sustainable business. What is people think about sustainability in one way? They think about it from the standpoint of, as I said yesterday, people, the planet and profits. Okay. Or the economy, the environment and society. And I like to look at it. Yes. We take all of those things into consideration, but I like to look at it like, how can we make our culture in our business a better culture? How can we pay it forward by helping one another, helping other local businesses, okay? As well as how can we find that grander purpose that we can carry out into the world? And the reason why I teach it that way in my business growth formula um, or even when I'm mentoring people um, as a score mentor, reason why I teach it that way is because we want to pay it forward from what we're doing inside our business by taking care of ourselves and our people and our community. Because when we can do that, when we start there, all right, and we do our small bit, what we can do is push it out into the world. Because when people are happy, I mean, if you think about it, you spend percentage I saw one time, I want to say like, is like 60% of your day or 70% of your day or something like that at your job. So if you're not happy at your job or you're working for somebody who's miserable, well, that's not going to like be good because then you end up carrying it home with you. And then it kind of pushes out from there. So if we Focus on building sustainability into our business by connecting to our purpose, by taking care of our culture, okay, our business culture in our business, and by treating our community and our customers um, and people that touch, that we touch with our business. If we do that, we start there, we do our small bit there, we can push it out into the world. Because when people go home at night, they're happier with their family. When people are out with their friends, they're happier with their friends. And then that carries forward. So that's what I like to think when we're talking about sustainability. So today is about scalability. All right. So we want to have a strong foundation, obviously, understanding what do we do really well and what do we do not so good? And then how can we do more of what we do really well, even better? All right. So building that strong foundation, getting clear on what team do we need? Do we have the right people in place? What processes do we need? I just had this conversation with someone this morning. Do you have the right processes in place? And if you have the right processes, are they doing what they're supposed to do? Okay. Are they, you know, are they streamlining things or are they making things more complicated? So taking a look at those things so that we can build a strong foundation. And there's different areas that we like to look at to say, do we have a strong foundation in these areas to make us agile, our people, 
our products, our infrastructure, our systems, our processes, our wealth, and us as the business owner. Okay. So we look at all of those areas and I have a framework around this that I work on with my, with people in my business growth formula. It's called the resilience blueprint. And that's how we look at those seven different areas and see, do we have agility in those areas? Are we able to be flexible and move quickly and shift and gracefully pivot should an impact happen, good or bad? Remember, there are good and bad impacts. There are, during the pandemic, a lot of people had to shift very quickly and at the same time lost revenue because of what was going on. Then there are other people, I had a couple clients that this happened to, where because of the pandemic and the industry that they're in, their business grew exponentially and they weren't ready for that rapid growth. They didn't have the right things in place, which caused a problem. It was a good impact, but it caused a big problem. On the other hand, bad impact, closing things down, having to shift gears, being an an in-person business and, and trying to figure out how to be a virtual business, bad impact. And again, caused some situations there as well. So we look at these different areas and we say, do we have flexibility and agility built into these seven areas? Okay. And if you don't, then we know what do we need to do next so that we can have agility in these areas. So when we are looking to build scalability into our business, a lot of people think that growing a business and scaling a business is the same thing. And they're actually not. So growing a business is when we are selling our product, we are, we have our business open, we are, you know, working with customers and our business is growing as our sales and our revenue grows. When we're scaling a business, because you can grow a business and then the next step is scaling it and scaling it takes into account, do we have the right processes in place to set us up to scale? Do we have the right people in place to handle the things that need to be done in order for us to scale? And am I, as a business owner, focusing on the right things or am I still stuck in the operations? So when we look at our business and we look at what we're doing on a regular basis, are we focused on operation type tasks or are we focused on project tasks? As a visionary, as the person who is directing the vision of our business, and every business has a vision, as the person who is directing it, you need to make sure that you are spending the majority of your time focused on those higher level projects. Those projects, and not necessarily managing every aspect of it, but determining what projects you're going to work on, as well as how are you going to manage the project? How are you going to spread out the tasks so that maybe you have different people handling different things? And in order to do that, you need to have the right people in place. You need to have the right mindset around what is your role as a business owner and what is the role of your team and how do the two come together? Because as a business owner, as a visionary, If you are still focused on trying to control everything, being a control master, if you are focused on 
that you have to manage every single task and you have to be involved in every single thing, you're not going to be A, empowering your people. B, you're not going to allow that that energy to flow through, not to get too woo-woo, but that energy to flow through the business. And you're also going to end up being the bottleneck for results to happen. And I've seen this numerous times where a business owner is the person that is handling all of these different things, needs to answer all, needs to be the person that's answering all the questions. And then they can't figure out why stuff isn't, isn't happening. Stuff isn't, isn't getting finished. Stuff isn't being worked on. Well, it's because they've become the bottleneck. Long ago, when I was in corporate, my boss, every single thing that needed to happen, he needed to know about, he needed to approve, he needed to, and this was, this was a $70 million company. He needed to be involved in every negotiation. He needed to be involved in every situation. He needed and couldn't figure out why the goals that he had set with the other owners and the things that they wanted to do weren't happening. They were being delayed and delayed and delayed. And they kept having the same conversations over and over and over again about the same things about wanting to buy the same business, about wanting to buy the same product line, about wanting and couldn't figure out why stuff wasn't happening. Well, it was because he wasn't empowering other people to take projects on and see them from start to finish. They also, as a group, weren't letting people who then were a step uh, level underneath them to be empowered, to make decisions and have stuff happen and and decide on things and, and have stuff move through, you know, the pipeline. So when we try and control everything, the business is not going to scale. When we are focused on the same things we've always done, the business is not going to scale. So what do we need in place to have scalability in our business? Hey there, I know there is so much going on in the world and it's so easy to get caught up thinking you just need to get through this time and you just need to survive. There's rising costs and inflation, delays in getting products, struggles, hiring and retaining good people, trying to get that edge that allows sales to rise and customer loyalty to increase figuring out how to stand out online in a sea of competition when you haven't even gotten your website completely done. But I'm here to tell you there's a better way to approach these things. There's a better way to approach this time that we're going through, a way that will lead to higher profits, more money in your pocket, and more time to do the things you love to do. And that's where I come in. I come in to help you fix what's broken, plug the holes so you can insulate your business from any impacts that might come your way. Over the past decade, I've helped many product-based business owners to turn their business around and increase their income and their profits 20%, 30%, and even up to 80%. Yes, I said that correctly and you heard that correctly. So what did they do? 
They stopped spending money on random marketing and software that doesn't work. They hired a high-impact, high-growth team to help them move the business forward so they didn't have to do everything themselves. They implemented processes to streamline work so they could do more with less, and they increased profitability by really and truly understanding their numbers. And most importantly, they started thinking like a CEO and not just a small business owner. And you can do this too. You really can. And I want to help you. You and me working one-to-one to get the results you've been working towards for years. Imagine going from six figures to seven figures to eight figures, even to nine figures. It's totally, totally possible. So apply to work with me in my exclusive Business Masters one-to-one program and let's do this. Spaces are limited. Unfortunately, there's only one May, but the results that you get are truly extraordinary. So you going to do it? Are you in? I look forward to seeing you on our next call. So what do we need in place to have scalability in our business? So processes, as I said, is a big one. We want to make sure that we have the right operating processes in place. We want to make sure we have onboarding processes in place, training processes in place, any kind of an an employee development process in place, how we generate leads or bring people through our door, how we have a process for that, how we create that experience in our business. We want to have a process for that. And then also, how do we elevate that relationship with our customer to make sure that they come back time and time again? We want to make sure that we have those things in place. So it is, for review, an onboarding process, a training process, which the two of those can coexist together, and a development process for our employees. How do we keep up-leveling them? Then we want to make sure that we have a process in place to bring people through our door or to generate leads, but then also take care of them when they're in our business, when they're on our website, whatever that looks like, but then to also elevate that relationship so they, they buy from us time and time and time again. When I worked in corporate, we were a small distributor competing against these other large distributors. And people used to, I mean, they asked themselves this question time and time again, what makes us different? What makes us different? And what made us different at that time was we were able to create that personalized experience that had people coming back time and time again. They could get the same products from somebody else, from a, from a larger company, but when they needed help or they needed personalized attention or they needed something specific, they knew that if they called, they would get personalized attention. Why? Because there was a process for that. And there was also a process to keep them coming back, to elevate, continue to elevate that relationship, which is what we want to do. We also want to make sure that we have a process to measure our results on a regular basis. Now, 
you don't have to, as the business owner, you don't have to be the person measuring the results, but to empower people, remember people, key thing, have the right people in place and empower them to be able to produce information so that results can get measured. And you can see, and this goes back to our stability discussion, you can see what's working and not working. And you can adjust as you keep moving because stuff isn't always going to stay the same. I mean, I know people say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I don't believe in that. If it's not broke, how can we make it better? If it's broken, obviously we got to fix it. But looking at it and saying what's working and what's not working. So a process for how do you produce information, your KPIs, your key performance indicators to see what's working and what's not working. And then also, how can you, what process can you put in place to manage your wealth? And again, this takes into account people and processes. There is nothing more to it that will help you to scale your business faster, but having the right people in place and the right processes in place to be able to manage and elevate your business. So what are some of the other things that will add scalability into your business? Well, again, we go back to people. Good partnerships. Partnerships with outside vendors. Partnerships with people in your community. When we are able to help each other, not compete against each other, we're able to thrive in our own business, but help someone else to thrive. And again, it goes back to that paying it forward. When we pay it forward, we are able to experience growth as well as someone else will experience growth. And when we can help each other, we can grow faster. And also having that ability to have good partnerships, strategic partnerships, will allow us to get in front of other audiences and other people to allow them to see what makes us different and then ultimately come into our ecosystem and our business. So it's not just about doing things on your own. It's about leveraging what your strengths and working with people who have strengths that you may not have. And you may have strengths that they may not have so that you can then help each other to grow faster and also, again, scale the business. Now more than ever, that connection and is felt all over. Since COVID, people want that connection more than anything. So that holds true for customers, people who are coming into your business, again, people who we work with, vendors, your employees, your like anybody who you are, organizations that you're involved with, any of that, anybody who you can partner with and connect with, people want connection. And here's the thing, authentic connection, when you are, remember, keyword, when you are building strategic partnerships, partnerships, keyword, when you are looking at it and saying, how can I help you? But also, how, what is it that I, can, that I can do to help or to, that you can do to help me? And put those two things together and we're able to grow faster. 
were able to have different audiences to get in front of so that maybe my people who are my customer base want to buy from you and the people in your customer base want to buy from me. And again, that is how we're able to scale faster and build that scalability into our business. When we don't do that, things can be can start to get a little stagnant and also we're not able to build like build our audience organically um, faster. With things that are happening right now with ad spend and costs going up and you know whatnot, you know, just thinking about sh- from a sheer marketing perspective, when we're able to organically put ourselves out there and also be able to get in front of other audiences, and have people see our business without that ad spend, that helps us to obviously be budget conscious, all right, watching what we're spending, but also when we're able to build our audiences organically, those are things that last a lot longer in the long run and also becomes, I mean, from from a digital standpoint, it becomes searchable content. So again, when we are able to connect to the right people and have the right processes in place, we are able to scale our business, not just grow it, but scale it. We're able to let go of all of that day-to-day stuff that we really, I mean, should we be aware of it? Absolutely. But do we need to be involved in all of it? No, not at all. And if you look at your list, especially when you work with me, when we go through your daily list, we normally knock off 80% of the things that you're doing because they're things that you shouldn't be doing. And we figure out who they can be delegated to and are they things that just, you need to just get rid of, right? That is how we're able to scale. When we can do the things that will really make a difference, that will move the needle into our business. And we stay very intentional about the things that we're working on the people that we're bringing through our doors, the people that we're connecting with, that is how we build scalability into our business. When we don't have that that intention behind what we're doing, when we don't have that intention in our business, that's when things start to slip. That's when we end up focusing on things that aren't going to move the needle. That's when we end up focusing on random things and when we focus focus on random things or our day is planned of random tasks, that's what we get, random results. But when we have that intentionality behind what we're doing, who we're connecting with, how we're connecting, what we're focusing on, that is how we will get the results that we're looking for. And that is how we build scalability. So. I hope that this episode helped you. Um, As I said, we talked about stability, we talked about sustainability, and we talked about scalability. When you have these three things in place, when you have these three things in place, this is how you can build an agile business, a business that can gracefully pivot, a business that can shift and change as the market shifts and change. A business that creates more freedom and space in it 
so that you and your team can do the things that they love without sacrificing their normal everyday life. When we don't do these things, that's how we manage in chaos. We function in survival mode and we achieve less than desirable results. So if you are looking to build an agile business and you are saying to yourself, all of this stuff resonates and I really like, I really want to move forward with this. I'm just not quite sure where to start. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you should be working with me. You should absolutely be working with me because this is something that I work with, with every single person that I work with mentoring in my mentor program, but then also in my with my clients, all the clients I've ever worked with is we focus on building agility into their business. We focus on building a business, not just for today, but also for the future. We focus on figuring out what needs to happen so that they have scalability built into their business. And just focusing on what is it that you really want to do with your business? And if you're saying that is me, Teresa, well, then I'm telling you, you need to work with me. We need to work on this together. And if that's the case, I want to have a virtual cup of coffee with you and let's chat through what are the next steps? What do you need to do? What needs to happen? So in the link below, I'm going to put a link. If you would like to jump on a virtual coffee, coffee talk with me, let's do it. You can book a time. We'll jump on a call and we'll, we'll just kind of go through what's happening in your business, what's working, what's not working. And then I can give you some action steps so that you can start moving forward into becoming an agile business. And becoming an agile business helps no matter what is happening with the market, no matter what is happening with your, with your team or you know, with what's going on around you in your community. Having an agile business doesn't just protect you when things go wrong or when there's a downturn. It protects you for everything. And not even just protects, it kind of builds that fortress around you, that, that um, protection, that cushion, that, um, that armor, if you want to call it, so that you can achieve growth, rapid growth, and you're not flailing because you don't have the right things in place. When there is an economic downturn, you can be sure that you will get through it because you'll have everything set up. And when certain things happen, a pandemic or a natural disaster or you know whatever comes your way, you're able to gracefully pivot and make a shift and do what you need to do so that you can continue to not only just survive it, but actually thrive from it. So if you are ready, Let's work together. Let's just sit down, have a cup of coffee, just talk about stuff and figure out what next steps you can take so that you can move forward. So if you look in the comments below, there will be a link that you can go ahead and click on and reserve your spot. And let's just chat. Let's just chat and have a cup of coffee, cup of tea, cup of water, whatever, whatever is your jam. So, but until then, I look forward to seeing you here tomorrow for the last day, day five where we're kind of putting it all together and we're going to talk a little bit more about what this looks like. All right. So until then, have a great rest of your day and let's all take care of each other just a little bit more than we already do. So I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. Same time. Have a wonderful rest of your day.
Hey there, it's Teresa, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you join me every week to listen to this podcast. This podcast has been a dream of mine, and when we hit episode 100, I was super, super, super excited, and I know now we are on our way to episode 200. If you like what you hear, and I know you do because you're here, I would love, love, love if you could head on over and leave us a review, either on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on whatever it is that you're listening to, um, listening to this podcast. I would absolutely love it. When we get reviews, when we get, you know, five stars, it, it enables us to show up higher in the different categories so that more people can find us and we can make a difference in more small business owners' lives. So I would love, love, love if you could go on and leave me a review. And also tell me what you love, tell me what you what you wanna hear more of and how I can help you because that's what I'm here for. I am here to give you real life experiences, real life coaching, real life stories from my work, my experience helping small business owners to build their business, but also helping to, or me actually building and growing several of my own businesses. So if you love what you hear, please go over and leave a review. It would be absolutely amazing. It would mean so much to me, but until next week, take care and I will see you soon.